0: Widespread protests in Iran are entering their second month after the death in custody of Kurdish woman Masa Amini on the 16th of September. Amini was arrested by morality police over Iran's strict hijab requirements. The protests that have followed have been remarkable, from the prominence and brave defiance of Iranian women, some of whom have burned their hijabs or cut off their hair, but also for the scale, the intensity and the persistence of public dissent. But could this really be the start of a revolution against Iran's Islamic revolution? ANU Senior Lecturer Dr Nasser Gobadzadeh is an expert in religious state relations and politics in Iran. His most recent book is Religious Secularity, a Theological Challenge to the Islamic State. Dr Gobadzadeh studied in Iran and worked in UNICEF in Tehran. And he joins us now. Uh, Dr Gobadzadeh, welcome to Sunday Extra.
1: Good morning, Julian. Thanks for having
0: me. It's a pleasure. A month after the death of Masa Amini, what is the state of the protests in Iran at the moment?
1: Uh, actually, it's a surprise for somehow for everybody to see that the protests is still ongoing in Iran, and it's not. Uh, it uh, it looked at the first uh, day that uh, it won't uh, spread as it has. After that, and the government would be able to put an end much earlier than that. That was the case in the previous uh, protests, particularly during the 2019 and 2017 uh, protests. But this time, uh, it's so widespread, and uh, there is no, uh, I mean, vision of uh, coming to an end in in the near future. Mm. And We will need to wait and see what's happening.
0: Uh, this week, a former Speaker of Iran's Parliament, uh, Ali Larajani, called for a re-examination of the enforcement of compulsory hijab laws. How significant was that statement?
1: Uh, it is true, and he and it, it was not the only one. And uh, Another MP said something similar yesterday, and uh, uh, I wasn't surprised uh, about it Uh and I won't be surprised if we hear more of these voices in the coming days. Uh, there are actually many uh, pieces of evidences and finds and, and that shows that uh, uh, not all authorities within the government can agree with the mandatory hijab. In particular, because uh, many of the authorities, relatives, and family members do not believe in wearing hijabs. I mean, there are many photos of family members of these officials uh, that, do, that that they don't have the job and it's posted on, on internet. Interestingly, there are even some scandals in the, in, in some cases. For example, uh, just a couple of years ago, photos of uh, Sardar Tala'i, the, the former chief of the Tehran police, who was actually at the time the head of the disciplinary force as well. Uh, photos of him were published uh, that showed him in Short at a gym in, in Canada. And uh, he was in charge of the political police. Mm. And so logically, if he was in Iran, he would have been arrested because of wearing short the dress codes that exist in Iran. And I think that the many authorities and their families do not follow the mandatory hijab and the dress code that is imposed by the state. And this could be actually uh, a reason why the government hasn't been able to stop the current protest which started with, uh, uh, in opposition to the mandatory hijab.
0: Yes. So, so what's your read overall of the national government's response to the protests?
1: Actually, uh, uh, again, it is something that has happened again and again that the government, uh, I mean, Uh, accused protesters of being uh, led by the foreigners, particularly by Mm. by the U.S. and by Israel. Uh, They are trying to delegitimize the very logical, the very legitimate demands of the people by attributing it to the foreign forces. And, of course, to to somehow justify the brutal, ruthless oppression of the protest. And it is really interesting, and this is somehow quite unprecedented that the government has not been able to to manage the situation so far, and the protesters are finding different ways of uh, showing their, their 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 anger with the government. I mean, there are hundreds of the different small things which is happening, which of course we don't see in the particularly in the Western media. Uh, i'll give you an example one interesting thing that i i saw a couple of days ago and it was repeated yesterday as well that they put this red color in the pools in the in the in the, in the in the city to show that how this is the, 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 the whole city is but i mean covered with the blood and there are these different walking and different ways of the civil disobedience and the civil way of showing their
0: On Sunday Extra, we're speaking with Dr. Nasser Gobadzadeh about the state of the protests in Iran. Uh, Nasser, how does what's happening now compare, in your view, to the prelude to the 1979 revolution or something like the Green Movement protests in 2009 uh, protesting the disputed re-election of Mahmoud uh, Ahmadinejad?
1: Uh, there are some similarities with uh, with both of these this events somehow. With the uh, 2009 protest, it was much more in a way organized with a specific leadership, the demands of the protesters, which were more uh, clear in terms of the asking for the election to, to, to what the main slogan chanted in the streets back then was to, to return back to to give back the, the vote the, 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 their vote uh, with the 1979 revolution i think there are more similarities in terms of the 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 the, the scale of the grievances the scale of the dissatisfaction that people have and there are actually some uh, conditions for the uh, for the for, for a new revolution, revolution to, to happen but the difference the main difference is that there is those options uh, uh, conditions. In particular, we uh, still uh, don't have a specific leadership, uh, a cohesive a systematic organization of the, uh, the, the, the protests. And more importantly, we don't see split among uh, the, the ruling class. Uh, of course, you mentioned Larijani, and there are some voices hearing, but I wouldn't call them split among the uh, the leaders, the, the the authorities, and still we need to wait and see that how the developments, the, the events are, are mm. going to unfold in the in the coming days.
0: That's interesting. So you, you see some but not all of the preconditions for a, a full-scale revolution. That's fascinating. Uh, at the same time, um, I, I know that you say that these protests reveal a social revolution has already taken place in Iran. Could you describe for us what that social revolution entails and what its consequences are?
1: Yeah, Actually, when the uh, the, the ruling clergy came to power in 1979, the, the country's culture was more... I mean, striving towards toward more spirituality. That's what the Michel Foucault, French philosopher, called this uh, as the spiritual revolution, spiritual uh, revolution of the uh, uh, of the uh, of the modern modern world. And people were more religious, and that's why in 1980s, particularly, the economic situation was much much worse than the current situation, even the political situation was much worse. I would say, but still people were somehow in the same page with the government uh, uh in terms of the believing in religious values in the uh, in the same uh, i mean hijab was very popular back then, but now the society has changed a lot, particularly in terms of the uh believing in more worldly uh, kind of life i mean like as as it is the culture in the most of the most part of the world i mean we have Uh, 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 we have uh, gone away from that kind of Mm. culture which values more next-worldly values. And people are demanding to have the same sort of uh, structure, the same sort of social setting which matches their values and norms. But the problem is that the government, and particularly the uh, those on uh, in charge as uh, uh, the main key uh, the, the key player of the politics in Iran they haven't changed their worldview their mind right I see it still remains at it, this it, it appears like that but so, they are so it, like a, a disconnect
0: in. between the the ways that the views of the populace have changed versus the elite leadership that is really interesting um in your book N- NASA it's called religious, secularity uh which uh, sounds potentially from the sort of eyes of, of a western um country with a, a secular society to be a contradiction in terms what do you mean by religious secularity
1: actually uh, there isn't much differences between the secular society or secularism in the west and religious secularity that, that, I, that I talk about it in both cases what is uh, i mean promoted is for the religion and the state to be kept separated and that the state has to, to have nothing with the with the people's religion. Mm. Uh, in this book, I have actually talked about a form of secularism which is rooted in religion, uh, which to, to promote that use religious sources and religious forms of argument. Uh, in the Western context, political philosophers Uh, promoted the idea of secularism as a way to emancipate the state and uh, politics from religion and religious leaders. But in this book, I try to show that religious intellectuals and some reformist clerics in Iran are trying to emancipate religion from state. So in the West, it was emancipation of politics from religion, but in Iran's context, it is more emancipation of religion from the state. Uh, because a uh, a uh, 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 generally overlooked uh phenomena that has happened over the last four decades in iran is that religion and religious belief has suffered a lot from the amalgamation of religion and state in mm. iran and there are many uh i mean people in Qom seminary in iran among the clerics among the religious people who are disillusioned with the way that the Islamic state yes. has has treated people. And so there is a movement within the religious stratum, within the religious context of the country, who argue for the separation
0: of religion from state. Interesting. Well, wow. look, it's been fascinating discussing the state of these ongoing process, protests with you. Thanks very much for speaking with us on Sunday Extra today, Dr. Nasser Gobadzadeh. Thanks, Julian, for having me. And NASA is an ANU senior lecturer and, as we heard, the author of the book Religious Secularity, A Theological Challenge to the Islamic State. ABCRN helps you understand
1: the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.